Welcome to Matlana is brought to you by Winview Games. I know a lot of you guys have played a lot of DFS and made wagers against the house. And sure, sometimes you win, but probably more than not, you end up losing. Well, I want to introduce you to a new app called Winview. It's truly the most winnable way to play. New users actually win 50% of the time. It's that easy to win cash. All you need to do is answer yes, no questions before the game and even during it to win. So, yes, they have live and pregame contests. You can play for free or real money against folks that you're smarter than. And you can play your first $100 risk-free, so there's no reason not to try it now. Use my link. It's winviewgames.com slash Matt. That's winviewgames.com slash Matt. Get there now. If you're an iOS user, that link will take you directly to the App Store. It's a no-brainer. Winviewgames.com slash Matt for Winview. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, uh, pleasure to talk to the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram, who I should introduce the proper way, the voice of the world champion, Atlanta Braves. He's kind enough to join us this week on Welcome to Atlanta. Ben, does that uh, still have the same ring to it? It did, let's say, early November? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it just gets sweeter and sweeter every single day because you look back on it all and it actually happened and it's real. It's never going away. It's permanent. And to have that is is just amazing and um, an experience none of us will ever forget. I wonder if a lot of people kind of um, receive these things a different way, Ben. The first time the Braves won a championship, I was 18 years old. And I don't know that I appreciated it the way I probably should have, because at that age, you don't have context for anything. And you think, oh, they're good enough. They'll be back next year and win it and win it. Now at 44, like I've watched highlights of that Jorge Soler home run and your call uh, voiced over it, I mean, dozens of times. And it still has the same feeling, gives me all those emotions. And I think that's there have been two things that have really stuck with me that have 
for, for lack of better terms, just really overwhelmed me. Number one is how those calls that, that I was fortunate enough to be able to make will outlive me. Um, I mean, I, I still go back and listen to Skip's call in 1995, and you think about other big calls in the history of the game or other sports and how those calls are, are permanent. They're there, and they outlive the person who broadcasted them. And to, to think that I got to put my words on a moment like that is, is amazing. And um, it, it's something that you always hope that you get to do, but uh, when it actually happens, it's um, it, it's quite a feeling. So to to be a part of something like that, you're right. I think you appreciate it a ton. I think for a lot of us who have who have followed this team for a long time, you really appreciate it because you, you've seen what it's like to be disappointed. There have been so many years of disappointment, so many teams that you expected uh, to, to see a championship or at least a pennant out of that you didn't get. And, and I'd, I'd say that if you win a World Series, you win a title, no matter what your route to get there is, it's extremely special and it's always big. But I think the route that this team took, if, if it's possible, could, could, you make, could you make the case for this being more meaningful, more enjoyable than a team going wire to wire? Maybe you could because this, this team for four months was dead in the water. And then they, they turn around and win the thing. I think the Cardinals were the only other playoff team who had greater odds to win the World Series than the Braves did. And they were an underdog in every single series, and there wasn't a single team that pushed them to a deciding game. I, I thought it was so unexpected, I, uh, I and I think that really enhances the overall experience of winning the thing because there are there are lots of nights where you didn't think this would even be a playoff team, and lo and behold, they win the whole thing. It's amazing. No, I think you summed it up beautifully, right? And it's it's funny to do it this way that if I now put it against the '95 championship team, a team that had world champion or bust expectations coming into that year because they had arguably been the best team for the last couple of seasons before that and came into that season as the favorite. What you said is 100% accurate. Think about the stuff that broke the wrong way and then the stuff that broke the right way in the postseason. It's got to be one of the more surprising long-shot teams, not just, I think, in baseball, but in sports in the last several years to win a championship. It, It made no sense if you consider where we all thought they were in August. You're right. I was thinking this the other day. I remember <clears throat> watching um, MLB Network through the season, and and that, not that these things make any uh, have any relevance at all when it comes to what happens at the end of the season. But we've all seen them do power rankings, and we see the top five, and it's on the, the Twitter accounts and all that. And the Braves were never a team that was considered to be amongst the top five or six in Major League Baseball at, at any point during the entire season. And and I think that we all felt, and I know this much, I go back to the day that Ronald Acuna blows out his knee in Miami, is right before the All-Star break. And, and I'm, I'm usually one to stay optimistic a long time. That was the day I kind of broke. And, and I was thinking to myself, this, this team is not going to get there. They're just not. Uh, no matter how, how good of a team I think they can be, it's just not happening. I remember telling my girlfriend that day that uh, the last day of the season is October the 3rd. I said, if you want to hop on a plane somewhere October the 4th, pick ah. your place because we'll go on vacation. <laughs> and, and then sure enough, we're broadcasting another month after that. But that's how unexpected it was. Everybody thought that the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Red Sox, whomever, the, these are all better teams. And you get to the end of it, and, and it's the Atlanta Braves. And, um, man, it still gives me chills really just thinking about the whole run and everything that did break the right way. One more thought on that before we kind of peek ahead here, and, and I'll add to what you just said. Because we were all spoiled for a very long time watching Hall of Famers, Ben, right? We're watching a Hall of Famer at third and three Hall of Famers on the mound. And at the time, you know, all-stars all around the diamond, which came with the World Series and the World Champion Expectations, 
This time around, it was a Kansas City Royal cast-off, a Cleveland Indian cast-off that you traded a mascot for, uh, a, a Marlin that, frankly, you let walk because you didn't want to you know, pay him a couple of extra dollars, combined with a closer who couldn't get you through a one 2 3 inning and became Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Like, all the stuff that happened, like, you add it up, it, it makes no sense at all. That's a really good way to look at it because if, if you were to make a case prior to the postseason for the Braves, you'd have been looking to say, okay, if they, for them to beat the Brewers or for them to advance to the World Series or, or win the whole thing, what would have to go right? And it was a long list of things. It wasn't one thing. I think you could have gone to the Dodgers and said, okay, well, if, if Max Muncy is healthy or if the Astros, if their rotation can, uh, can hold up. For the Braves, it wasn't one thing that needed to go their way. It was multiple things that needed to go their way. I go back to the trade deadline day and how that was kind of ground zero for everything that took place. And I remember going into that week, and Joe and I were doing our podcast and saying, this team probably needs to make four trades in order to get what they need. And number one, it's so hard to pull off four trades at the trade deadline. You're hoping to get one or two. Uh, much less four. And then if you can do that, to have all four of those hit the way that this did. I mean, I I look back and see huge moments from Duvall and Rosario and Soler. I mean, these guys, they all participated and all had huge moments that got the team what they eventually accomplished. And that all started at the trade deadline. And that's just crazy to me that 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 would take place like that. In fact, I don't think there's another GM, including Alex, that would say, yeah, let's take that same path again. (laughs) Because I don't know that 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 really pans out the way that it did um, this season, but but it did, and um, it, it really is just a, an incredible run and a team that no one thought would do what they did. So I lied. There is one more thing I think so we're talking about about that run that if you start like adding up the moments that make up a Braves fan's memories for the next twenty or forty or fifty years, like I don't know, man, trying to figure out number one whether it was Solaire's three-run homer in the clinching game. Matzik's high wire act against the Dodgers, Rosario's Ted Williams impression in the NLCS, Freddie's walk off against or his eighth inning home run against Hader, Max Fried surviving that first inning of Game Six. I could keep going. It's like I don't know, man. That highlight film is is remarkable. You start you start forgetting some. Yeah, and and I remember going back and seeing some highlights and thinking, man, I forgot about this. That was huge in the moment. But they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, I just look back through the final month of the season. I go back to um, you know the, the the series that they had against the Giants at home at the end of, of August, and they took two out of three. Um, and, and really from there on, that was the first time I thought, okay, they've reached a level where they can go out there and compete with anybody. And the moments continued to build through the month of September into the postseason. And, and a lot of those moments that you just mentioned, and you easily forget three fourths of those moments that took place along the way. So, um, that, that's how you know that it ended well, because you have so many moments to choose from. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at rose-group.com. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near and then baseball's around the corner, 
knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find? A craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I also, you know, if you want to do regular season, I thought that Padre series, they had that weird mm-hmm. Saturday game where they, you know, were in a big hole and Solaire hit a big home run and they came back and won that game. I think the Sunday game might have been the Will Smith bases loaded, get out of a, a jam there. So, like, they had a few of those and then the, the Philly series to close it out. So it was, I think every Brave fan, like I do, and you'll go back and just watch those highlights forever, which is which is a blast. The shame of it is the baseball world is stuck in this lockout because these two sides detest each other. So let's fast forward to a time, a better time, when they finally do sign a new collective bargaining agreement whenever that day comes. Where are you now on the whole Freddie Freeman thing? And, you know, while baseball's in this this dead spot, has your feeling changed at all in what happens with Freddie? I'm trying to remain optimistic on it. I understand the, the realistic nature of what this business is. I, I think for Freddie, it just makes so much sense, in my opinion, for him to stay here and for the team to keep him here. And, and if the reports are true, if the rumors are true that one year is, is really all that's separating that, if the Braves are willing to go five years and, and uh, you know, $150 million versus six years and 180 I don't I don't see that as a big enough obstacle uh, to, to keep him from from from, uh, from signing here, that's 
And maybe I'm being naive there. It just doesn't make any sense to me that that would be the only obstacle to, to, to keep him here. I don't see how that's a deal breaker, having Freddie Freeman for a sixth year in his, what, age 38 season that would be. If I'm looking at it from a team perspective, to me there's so much value in having him in my uniform. I, I, don't, I don't look at it as the price tag. I don't look at this as, okay, I'm, I'm giving up $180 million over six years. So the way I look at this is, is what I'm getting and how valuable it is to have him in that clubhouse, how valuable it is to have his numbers, how valuable it is for multiple generations to grow up, uh, become adults, and watch the same guy at first base, number five. It's very similar to Chipper Jones. Um, I, I think there's so much value in an or- to an organization for having a guy like that because they are so extremely rare. Uh, so that's what I feel like I'm buying. If I feel like if I can get him for six years, 180, sure, that's a big price tag, and sure, maybe a year ago it would have been five and 130. I don't know. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is you did not sign him. It's come down to this, and, and I think that he deserves to be the highest-paid first baseman in the game. He's going to give you MVP-like numbers, I feel, for another two or three seasons. And I feel like with what you currently have on your roster, if you bring him back, you could be right back where you were last year. Um, it, it's so difficult to repeat. Uh, I know that. I know that this team, no matter what they did last year and what they bring back, it's so hard to win another World Series. But I think you're in the conversation without a doubt. I think you're in the top four or five teams in the game uh, if you bring him back. That being said, let's look at it from Freddie's perspective for a second. I think there has always been um, a desire for him to play his entire career here. I think he loves this organization. I'm sure he's had some frustrations when it's come to uh, this free agency and, and signing here and not getting what he wanted when he wanted. I, I wouldn't fault him at all for that. But the thing that worries me the most is let, let's let's put ourselves in his shoes. If you feel like you're going to be a brave your entire career and, and you're satisfied with that, great. But the second that that's not reciprocated, the second that a team says, okay, we're not 100% sure about this extension, et cetera, then at that point, for the first time, you start thinking, well, what would it be like to play for Boston or New York or L.A.? In other words, you really weren't entertaining any of these options prior because you just thought you were going to be a brave your entire career. Now, all of a sudden, these are ideas that just in case you're entertaining. And how attractive does that become to Freddie? Uh, how attractive is it for him to stay in L.A. for full-time, whether it be with the Angels or the Dodgers? I mean, he grew up right down the street from uh, from Angel Stadium, uh, and there, there's no real shortage of what he can do. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's going to get paid what he wants to get paid. In my opinion, he will get six and 180 from somebody. The question is who. And I think that gives Freddie a lot of power when it comes to the negotiating table, and I hope that that team is the Atlanta Braves. No, I, I think you said it perfectly, and, and I'll add one more part of this. Winning a championship, there's nothing that can take the edge off that unless it's Freddie Freeman at some point once yeah. the uh, lockout is over is, is holding up a different jersey. I can't believe there would be something to take a, an edge off it. That that would be it. So what you said, though, Ben, there's no way he could have ever envisioned that they would let me get to this point. Like, they're going to allow me to shop my services around when you know there are other teams that will spend stupid money it maybe not care about the last couple of years, and I've said it over and over, the final year of the Freddie deal. Let's say it's not a great deal at that point because he's, you know, not the same player production-wise, maybe dealing with injuries, I don't know. But that's the tax you pay for paying the franchise player, the face of the franchise, and I have no problem with that. And I don't know that fans will be calling for Alex Anthopoulos' job if he's still here at that point. 
I don't either. And I think that there's there's a there's an inevitable drop off. I think when you let, let's go ahead and assume that this contract gets done and, and Freddie is yours. I think he just turned 32 in September, so this will be his full age 32 season. It, if if that's the deal that he gets, my expectation is I'm going to get three or four really good years of production that he's continued to put out there. And I understand that there's going to be a decline. But to me, this isn't the same deal that Albert Pujols got from the Angels in 2011. I know they're about the same age. Uh, they're both coming off a championship. The Cardinals won it in 2011, and Pujols is an MVP candidate. And uh, he signs the 10-year deal with the Angels. We're talking about six years. And, and, and to me, that's not a, a killer deal for the organization the way that that Pujols contract was for the Angels. That was an additional four years on top of that for a, for a 31-year-old. Um, so to me, with, with what Freddie has done, with what the, the value that he brings you at the plate, the value that he brings you defensively, the value that he brings you in your clubhouse and as, as part of your fan base, uh, a guy that, that, that is the guy, um, I think there's so much value there. And uh, to me, six years, if that means his age 36, 37, and 38 seasons, he's hitting 260 and hitting 15 home runs, that doesn't bother me because I feel like what they could accomplish for the first three or four years of that deal would be enormous and, and would, would in a big way overshadow any kind of drop-off statistically you might have in the last few seasons. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think when this thing gets back up and running, Alex's job to figure out the outfield is going to be pretty fascinating. We know Acuna will be back, whether it's opening day or two weeks in or whenever, so that'll eventually take care of itself in right field. If I asked you right now to project center field, left field, and as a kind of a caveat to it, the DH, throw me some guesses. Well, if we're we're just talking about the outfield left to right, and as it works right now, there is no DH, I fully expect there will be one. But in case there's not, I I think you're on the hook for Marcelo Zuna. I don't think that anybody – I don't think you're going to be able to trade him with that contract. If you do, it's pennies on the dollar, in my opinion. And I know he's having a really big uh, winter league and and taking his team to the championship and all that. So I think he's still got a lot of pop and can play. It's just the black guy that comes with having that guy in your uniform. I understand that. And, and look, there have been other players that have done similar things and have ended up back in the game and continue to play. Uh, That doesn't mean that it's okay. And I understand that doesn't make him a fan favorite. However, there is a business side of this. And so long as you're on the hook for him and you're paying him, then I think you're going to play him. Uh, so, so long as he's healthy, I think he's in left. I think that Adam Duvall, you can put him back in center field because you did tender him a contract, and you've got Ronald Acuna in right field. Um, if you do have a DH at that point, I would love – uh, to see this team continue to, to, to go after Jorge Soler. I'd love Eddie Rosario back. I loved watching Eddie Rosario play. Um, I don't know what kind of a uh, what kind of a player he is uh, moving forward, but I know the short time that he was with, with uh, the Braves last season, he was tremendous. Uh, so if you ended up having to put Marcelo Zuna at DH and, and going that route and trying to re-sign Eddie Rosario, so be it. Uh, I think that would be a very good outfield, and I think that would be a very popular outfield if you had Rosario, Duvall, and Acuna. So uh, I I really wonder if this Acuna injury knocks out any – uh, option of putting him in center field anymore. We know that we that they've done that in years past, but I, I don't think they were big fans of him in center field altogether. There are a couple of different 
uh, things that went against that. And I think he's a better fit for right field. And maybe this knee injury puts him there permanently. So those are your options. Those aren't some bad, those aren't bad options at all. And um, I, I think if you can get a DH, maybe you can bring back Eddie Rosario, put somebody else in left field and make Marcelo Zuni your designated hitter. I think those are all fine options. What happens with Christian Pache? Good question. And um, it, maybe he becomes expendable. I mean, he still has some value, and, and the way I look at prospects is, um, to, to me, I, I've never really fallen in love with a prospect. If he can help me get, if he can get to the big leagues and help my team win, that's great. If, if he has value, and you've determined that maybe his greatest value is right now, then maybe that's a guy that you look at trading. Um, his bat, while he hit one grand slam last year, uh, I think it was against the Blue Jays. That's really the only time. That and that postseason home run in 2020. Those are the only two times where he's really done anything at the plate where you'd say, wow, everything else has been very inconsistent. Defensively, he's as good as anybody out there, and I think that he's as good as anybody in this organization defensively. Uh, but if he has value and you think that you've already got money tied up to your outfield and, and he's not going to get an option, then that's a guy that I look at trading and, and getting what else I need to, to get my team back to the postseason next year. I wonder if you could do a consolidation of sorts if you are considering moving on from Apache. The same thing with William Contreras, because it seems like after signing Manny Pena and with Darno starting and Shea Langoliers in the wings, like this is a good problem to have. You don't want to miss and trade the wrong prospect, but to your point – if you're trying to contend again for a title, maybe you can consolidate a few of these prospects and get some things for the, the major league roster to, to contribute right away. Absolutely, you could. And, and I'm, I'm big on tra- – look, if, if you give me an opportunity to trade a prospect for somebody who's going to help me right now, I'm typically on the side of making that trade. I, I don't want to overlook prospects. Uh, but I, I know what the known commodity is from a big leaguer. And if I, if I can get a current big leaguer that is a known commodity, a lot of times I make that deal. That's not anything against William Contreras. Uh, big fan of his, just 24 years old. But like you said, you've got options. You've got depth there. And you know that Darno is going to be back. And you, I love Manny Pena. I love that he'll be there. And, and you've got your future on the way in Shea Langoliers. If there is a team, I don't think that means that you seek a trade for William Contreras because having – uh, more good players is not a problem. I'm all for hoarding talent. So I'm not actively looking to trade William Contreras unless I know 100% there is a team that has what I want and they have that need as well. I think there are, there are plenty of teams that would love to have William Contreras, um, and, and it's a very valuable position. If you can, if, There are tons of teams who would love to have a guy like William Contreras on their big league team and playing just about every single day. And, and the benefit of that is you have plenty of catchers as well. Um, so if something makes sense, do it, but I wouldn't be desperate to get rid of him. I just love having depth at the catching position, especially Matt, after so many years, this organization had zero depth in the minor leagues of that position. So to actually turn that around the way that they have has been really big. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, 
flatbreads. Uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. Hey, I'm Holly, a local business owner and busy mom of three. Look, I don't even remember the last time I took an uninterrupted shower. I definitely don't have time to shop for the best insurance rates. That's why I called The Rhodes Group. As an independent agency with relationships with multiple providers, they have the expertise I need to get the best coverage at the lowest rates. Check them out at roads-group.com. That's R-H-O-A-D-S-group.com. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I would agree. Uh, Let me ask you about the starters, and then we'll wrap up with just a couple of uh, guys that could add some value later in the season. We all like what they have at the top. We assume Charlie Morton, after the broken injury, or broken leg, the injury will heal. He'll be back. Freed, Morton, Ian, you feel good about. I think in a prior conversation, you and I discussed the need for maybe one more veteran so you're not just spitballing with two spots of Kyle Wright or Kyle Muller or Tukey or any of these guys. I loved <laughs> Talking Chop had a really good uh, rumor where they brought up Clayton Kershaw. And because of his age and his injury situation – who knows? Maybe he's one of those one-year, $24 million guys. And we know Alex Anthopoulos loves the one-year guy. Now, I, again, I don't know if the Dodgers would let him get away, but maybe he would want to change his scenery at this point. I have no idea. But a guy like that, could you imagine in a one-year scenario just seeing a team win a title and saying, I want to go be a part of that? And I like it for a veteran pitcher, too. Uh, I think if you're if you're going to do it with one particular position, that's the position. I mean, you look back on, on Drew Smiley. And not to put Drew in the same category career-wise as Clayton Kershaw, but the original desire for the team was to have him for three years. 
And then the physical didn't look all that good, and then they decided to go one year. And you look back on it now, you think, my goodness, thank goodness that that, that, that worked out because if you'd been on the hook for two more years out of Drew Smiley, you're thinking, my goodness, this is, this is money that you'd like to spend elsewhere. Uh, I, I think it's very similar, the scenario that you just brought up, to where we were with Madison Bumgarner a couple of years ago. I think that that was – um, a rumor that was similar. Now, obviously, he got multiple years out of the Diamondbacks and more years than the Braves ever would have given. But I don't think it's a problem to, to have a guy like that for one year. I think it's great to have a veteran pitcher. I'm, if, if, if that worked out, and, and let's, let's say you know Clayton Kershaw or someone like him, I, I'm not relying on that guy to be my opening day starter, my ace, my, my, my must-win guy. But that wouldn't, he wouldn't be a bad guy to have in my rotation somewhere. Wouldn't be a bad guy to have in my uh, my group of pitchers in their meetings. I think it would be huge. So if you can get a guy like that for one year, absolutely knock yourself out. I don't care if he makes twenty starts. That's fine. Um, but I think there's value in having that guy for one year, and you know that you're not going to be saddled with a big contract in case things hit worst case scenario like they did a couple of years ago uh, with Cole Hamels. Well, so you know, I'd also tell you like the Morton thing. And Morton was signed for October. Didn't mean you didn't need him during the year. You did. But, man, can you imagine a postseason rotation if, if in some crazy world you lined up Morton and Kershaw and Ian and Free? That, that would be frightening, which leads me to my final topic mm-hmm. with you. There are two guys that I, I don't want to bank on, but, man, they would be like trade acquisitions come midseason if they're able to come back healthy. One of them's a starter, and that's Soroka. The other one is going to be forgotten about until people see him again is Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates was one of the best relievers in baseball a couple of years ago before the injuries, Ben, if those two things, and who knows, long shots, not really, I don't know. If those two were to come back healthy June, July, that's like, you want to talk about, again, better than anything you could find on the trade market? That would be ridiculous. Yeah, it would. And look, Kirby's 34 years old. If he can give you a couple of months at the end of the season, outstanding. I mean, at that point, you're looking to add depth to your bullpen. You get into July, August, September, you need some depth in that pen uh, because those guys probably were pushed in the first three, four months of the season. For Soroka, you could say the same thing applies for the rotation, but just clear everything else out. Just for the sake of that guy being back um, and the feel-good story that would be, there is not a guy in that organization, top to bottom, that I find, find easier to pull for than Mike Soroka. Um, and I feel like if anybody can handle what he has been dealt, it's him. Uh, there are a lot of guys that wouldn't be able to come back from this, and they'd be gone, and that it, we, we'd wonder what if. But if anybody could bounce back from this, it would be that guy, and, and a guy that I don't particularly plan to bet against. Uh, so he, he's going to – if he can get out there and give you – a dozen starts at some point in the season and show some consistency, that would be amazing. So I hope that that's the case. Still so extremely young, and it's such a cliche, but it's so true, and you need as much pitching as you can possibly get your hands on. Because one of those other guys that you already are counting on, somewhere along the way, they won't be available, whether it's injury or inconsistency or a tired shoulder, whatever it may be. It's hard to go into a season with five and say these guys are going to make every single start all year. Uh, so, so to have Mike as an option, if he could be back to 100% and give you quality innings, uh, another strong option, that would be enormous for the team. Ben Ingram, it's a pleasure, my friend. I'm, I'm crossing fingers and toes that Northport happens on time and the regular season gets off on, on schedule so Braves fans can enjoy a championship banner being unfurled and a ring night and all the things that come 
with the world champions. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for making time for us, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. You got it, Matt. Thank you. Folks, I'm not a great sleeper. I never have been. I need everything to be just right to get the best night's sleep possible. One of the things that I need to be just right is my pillow. And guess what? It's right now. Thanks to MyPillow.com, and I tried the MyPillow Premium. It's been a game changer for me. I went with the MyPillow Premium because I wanted the right neck support. I was tired of the old pillows going flat on me. And thanks to Mike Lindell, who invented the MyPillow product, which took over two years to develop because he wanted to make sure everything was perfect with the pillow that we all were going to need for the best night's sleep. Well, that's just one of the great products that MyPillow.com has available to you guys. And I want you to go to MyPillow.com right now. You can look for yourself and see the perfect pillow for you. But now Mike's changing the game with his six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA Cotton, making it extremely exorbitant, yet still providing you the soft feel and the look you want in your towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. But for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of just $39.99 with promo code MATT. Promo code M-A-T-T. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special to get this insanely low price of just $39.99. On the towel set, you'll find other deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter promo code MATT at MyPillow.com. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop. Yeah. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 